Hey, it's Paul Purnell here from the RPG Empire. So I have a couple of quick announcements, really quick, hopefully. Uh, first of all, we absolutely adore you. We think you are amazing, and we really are so thankful that you listen to our podcast and that you're a part of our community. And that said, we want to invite you to our uh, Discord server where you can communicate with us. You can ask questions about the stories. You can submit your own fan art and we can all go like, oh my God, I can't believe they made it look so cool or whatever we say. And then also uh, you can, you know, ask questions about running games and how that all works. So definitely hop on over there and join the community more uh, actively. We would love to have you. Um, also, the best thing you can do to support the RPG Empire, besides sending us fat stacks of cash, which we'll always accept, you know, envelopes, you can just address it right to me, um, <laughs> is uh, if you tell a friend. So 100% the best way for a podcast to grow is for people to hear about it from people they trust like you. So I know you have at least one friend. And tomorrow, I want you to go and tell them about this podcast that you're listening to right now that you love so that we can continue to grow and uh, and just really grow as a community. So that's your mission. Uh, and the final last thing to, to just request and say is if you want to support the RPG Empire with actual dollars, the best way you can do that right now is to buy our book, The Dust World RPG PBTA Quick Start Guide. It's five bucks. It's in our uh, shop on therpgempire.com. It's a super light read. It's 30 pages of fantastic layout, great art, and it teaches you everything you need to know to play a Powered by the Apocalypse game if you've never done that. Uh, maybe not everything you know. It It's brief. It's a quick start guide. But uh, it also comes with the playbooks and all the reference sheets. So we would love for you to do that and then hop in the Discord and tell us what, what you like about it, what you don't like about it. We're going to continue to uh, work on that until it's completely done. It should be around 300 pages, include a bunch of awesome manga art because we're really inspired by manga and anime. And uh, that's about it. So uh, those three things, again, were join the Discord to tell a friend, or buy the Dust World book, or do all three. We really appreciate that you listen to the podcast and that you're part of our community, and we can't wait to talk to you more in the Discord. So with all of that said, I'm going to let you get back to the show. Have a good day. Last time on Dust World Neon City. You guys leave refreshed and ready to conquer life anew. You hop into a cab and you see the bizarre fading in your rearview mirror as you enter back into the mist of Neon City. You see Clear is here and he's like really kind of confused. He's like looking around. He's like, what is this place? And everyone can hear and see Clear, which hasn't happened before. And then standing next to Doc is a man who's actually slightly taller than Dr. Miller. And much more gaunt. And I think for the first time has a face. Hello, I suppose I'm along for this acid trip as well. Uh, okay, guys, are you ready for some action? Or are you just going to like chat around and dilly dally for like hours? I got stuff to do, you know. He hits a button and then all of a sudden it feels like you're falling like infinitely. And then suddenly you find yourselves on the street in a cloud of smoke. All right, we're all here. Let's see what happened. And as you do that, the memory starts to play forward. And 
Monday and Jess seem to be having like a funny conversation. Monday, in a not normal fashion, actually had his visor mostly open and just had some like sunglasses on. And they're both kind of laughing and and seeming to have a good time. And as they cut down this alleyway, all of a sudden a hover car pulls up and blocks the one end of the alleyway behind them and shoots a container of this gas, which explodes in front of them and fills the alleyway. Two of these soldiers dressed in this white plasticine sort of armor, protective armor, come out and start to try and drag Jess away. And as they do, her hand kind of like changes so that she has long claws and she scratches across the chest of one of these guys. And you can see that her claws are actually like glowing somehow and they mar this armor. And with her other hand, she she slams another guy who bounces off of the wall. But several more come out of this vehicle and they shoot her with these electrified weapons and nets. And you could see for a second that there's just these wolf-like canine-type features forming in her, her face. And her features are changing more lupine as this electrified net shocks her and she goes back to normal and they drag her off. And as they do, uh, they hit Monday a couple of times as well, kind of like trying to keep him down. And when he sees her, he immediately reacts and tries to get her. You can see Key trying to uh, like come out of his body, but they're kind of holding his arm back. And as he's trying to summon his sword, one of the guys catches his sword and somebody manages to pull open his helmet and put something on Monday's head that that sort of looks like a tiara. And another guy has a monitor and they hit a button. And as they do, Monday just kind of freezes. So as you watch these men, you look closely at this device and it says clearing all data related to Jess the Reaper. 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 Hello, I'm Paul Purnell, the DM of Dust World Neon City, an actual play podcast where we use a game, Dust World RPG, powered by the apocalypse, to tell an awesome narrative story. Roll the intro. Welcome to Neon City. It's crazy here. I'm telling you what. We got the smog's gonna choke you out. Hover cars flying at 100 miles an hour. We got radioactive light. Uh, the spires cooking your brains. We got the cutters, the slices, the mechs. And look at this guy. We got the psychomancer, Clarence Wells. He's a pit fighter amnesiac with the power to crush you with his single thought. We got over here, Dr. Andrew Miller, the philanthropist doctor who's gonna help you out. You just come to his door with your scraped knee. He gets you sorted, but secretly he's got inside of him a parasite that wants to eat you and over here we got his right hand man silent monday dude don't talk but he's got an lcd suit that pops up his thoughts with emojis and text and he's got a sword that can cut through just about anything and if that sounds like your cup of tea well then you in the right place so sit back relax and enjoy this episode of dust world neon city you guys are in the dreamscape the projected dream reality inside of Silent Monday's head. And you have just seen that these Kleintech goons have put this high-tech tiara on top of Silent Monday's head and used this machine, sort of like a data pad, and it said that it is erasing all memories of this person, Jess the Reaper. Clarence turns to Clarence like, I feel like we should do something, but I'm taking it it's a bit too late. 
I don't know. I am just floating here. It's fun. And he continues to float around with the balloon that's in the been folded into the shape of a bird. Why are you trying to get rid of her in your mind? You know, I, I've had exes that, you know, I'd rather forget about, but geez, this is taking it a bit far, don't you think, Monday? I get the distinct feeling that it wasn't intentional. No, I, I, I know, I just... Man, is there something we can do to help? I mean, I don't... I don't understand why they're trying to do this to you. It doesn't make any sense, you know? Usually, if people want to forget about their exes, they just go out and drink a whole bunch. I think Monday's going to do the uh, uncle slap to uh, Doc Miller for for that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 listen, I'm just trying to help you out. I, I just, I mean, we're all kind of out of our league here with this. I think with that, we see a quick flashback actually to two years ago. Monday comes in after his normal card game. It's a bit late. Dr. Miller is up and having just finished a patient, and so they kind of swap places as the patient leaves and Monday comes in. And he's he seems a little bit off, and also you were expecting him to return with Jess, but she's not there. Monday, where's Jess? Okay, Monday's going to look over at Doc and the text. Look, I don't know what you're talking about, and I really don't want to talk about it, so... Uh, damn, really? I mean, you could have told us you can, were going to... Can we just drop this? Monday's going to pop up, and he's going to kind of stop Whoa, over to on, his room. Hold on, Mon- Monday, 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 come on, don't be... Just tell me, just tell me you broke up with her. It's fine. You don't have to be all. I'm gonna like, say after oh, before broke up shows up, the door to Monday's kind of section is gonna close off there. Well, that was rude. <sighs> a little bit. I don't know what the hell's going on with him. You know, he's usually not- more mature than that. I think. Yeah, you gotta pretend like someone doesn't exist. I mean, yeah, if it's a bad breakup, I get that you don't want to talk about it, but don't pretend like they don't exist Do- or anything. That's just think- really weird. Do you think what? she beat him up? I could see him maybe being mopey if she just like really walloped him a good one. I don't see Monday as being the top to put up with that. This is actually really weird. That doesn't seem like his kind of behavior. We cut forward a few weeks and Monday, some mail comes to you guys and it's addressed to Jess. Uh, I think, Miller, you pick it up and and see it. He's going to say, huh, I haven't heard that name for a while. Monday, you there? You around? I'm going to say Monday's like at the coffee table, just sipping coffee there. Hey, uh, Monday, you got, you, Doc kind of thinks about their last interaction when he was talking about Jess and he's like, okay, well, it's probably been long enough. He, He, maybe he'll have gotten over it a little. He says, um... Monday, we got some uh, mail. I thought you would have gotten her letters sent somewhere else, but uh, we got a letter for Jess. Uh, Monday's going to look up from his coffee, and uh, his mug, by the way, is the I Love Mondays one. And the text, uh, who, is just going to pop up on his forehead. All right, and with that, Miller's going to slap the um, letter down on the table, and he says to Monday, look, you know, 
if you broke up with Jess, that's fine. You know, that's on you. But at least pretend like she existed. This crap is getting real old, real fast. Monday's a little alarmed at this and is like, what are you talking about? Jess, you know, your your girlfriend or your ex-girlfriend? Not ringing any bells is what's going to pop up. Okay, this is this is just getting immature. You know, you know, you guys were over here and y'all were being all cutesy and frankly, it was kind of gross. But, you know, whatever. It's it's on you. And if you guys broke up, that's fine. But you just don't pretend like she doesn't exist. I mean, you don't if you're going to lie to yourself, at least don't lie to me. Monday, this is kind of like making your head hurt. Like in a way, like it's it's like there's programming in your head that's like saying, don't talk about this, like get out of here. I'm going to say in that case, then Monday's going to clutch his head and maybe make it seem like to Miller, like he's pretending that his head hurts to get out of the conversation. Oh, come on. Did... All right, whatever, Monday, it's fine. But one of these days we're whatever. You want me to shred this? Or what? Monday is still kind of clutching his head. He's going to do a thumbs up. All right, whatever. Fine. Doc shreds the letter. Quietly in your ear, you hear, man, we could have really used her muscle on that last job. Yeah, I know. I, I, don't, I don't get what the hell's wrong with Monday. I mean, you know, I've had some bad breakups, but, you know. I'm telling you, she must have beat the shit out of him or something. Okay, I think with that, we cut back to this memory and like it just all clicks in your head suddenly, Dr. Miller, like what happened. I think also you kind of like get a look from the strangely faced grin who's kind of wearing your young but more handsome face. He like looks over at you as you both realize the same thing at the same time. Like Monday didn't break up with Jess. Damn. Oh, oh. Oh, do- oh my. Mm. Mm, okay. Okay. Mm. This makes well, sense. I guess this explains your strange behavior. Uh, explains your strange behavior. You're yes. You're you are definitely the more strange out of out of the. I mean, you know. But you anyway. Monday kind of just looks over to Doc. Looks over to Grin. Looks back over to Doc and kind of looks away. Like okay. I think they just give a collective like frick. You couldn't figure that out? I mean, there was programming preventing that on no, my No, I'm not talking to you. I'm, I'm talking to Miller and Symbiote Boy here. You can figure that out? Figure what out? We're, we're not all psychics. We're not going to let go creeping in other people's yeah. brains. One of my mind reader. If somebody's insistent they don't remember somebody, they probably don't. We live in Neon City. That that's true. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. I haven't sure. even been here very long, and I know that much. Goodness. Yeah. So you guys collectively realize that Jess has been gone for two years, and <laughs> it just now is dawning on you that she was kidnapped, and she's been kidnapped for two years. Uh, we messed up. So Monday, we should probably rescue your girlfriend. Or I, I could do it with Clear. We we could do it, and you could um, trade in the head. I I don't know. I we're too tough psychic. 
I'm confused. Why are you putting me in with this? I mean, it's not like we're going to share the girlfriend because that would be very weird. Monday's like glaring daggers at Clarence right now. <laughs> like that kind of glare that the devil would flinch from. Ooh, that's quite a stare. I should have rethought that. We'll we'll get let's get your girlfriend back together. Let's get her out first. Monday's very pissed that he forgot this. I think with that, Monday like just unplugs. And uh, and it forcibly ejects everyone else, and it's very uncomfortable for everyone else. It's like all of oh a sudden God, you're my skin. Sick. <laughs> yeah, but Monday, you're fine. So you guys all pop out in Patches Rolo's Dream Cafe, feeling suddenly seasick. Doc is gonna slowly stand up, and you know, like you said, he's seasick, so he kind of has to sit back down a little bit as the nausea. Runs through his his mind, so he's he's not feeling so good. Oh wait, uh oh, uh oh, uh, here and he slides a trash can and it like slides right between your legs. And he's like, none of that on my floors. Brand new place, Miller. I'm watching you. You're a doctor. You should be able to hold your puke, swallow it or something. Uh, Clarence, you also feel real, real queasy. Could we not force eject next time? I know you're pissed, but <sighs> okay, let's. Oh, uh, so uh, seems like maybe something didn't go as planned. I didn't really get like a whole lot of information, you know, about what's happening here. But uh, yeah, so what's the dealio, yo? Monday's actually going to say just one thing. Jess. Wait, that that cool chick with the like green hair? Monday's going to nod. Man, I was wondering what happened to her because like she used to come to our poker games and we went to like that hockey game that one time. The MAB, she was going to get me those season tickets and she just disappeared. I, I, I thought you just broke up with her. Monday's going to shake his head. What? So what happened? The words... Klein Tech are going to pop up on his chest. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. Uh, okay. So I might not have been completely um, forthcoming with everything I know about, you know, your, your, uh, you know, your whoosie whooses and your whatsy whatses and all that. Um, so Jess technically work for the guild. Monday's LEDs will briefly go out at that. Yeah, um, so, I mean, you know, she's, she's good with her hands, uh, she actually, uh, she's, she's a repo, you know, I had a couple tussles with her before I introduced you, and, uh, yeah, uh, she's, she got that kidney out quick, I, I didn't even know what happened, like, damn, Really? She's working with the repos? She, yeah, she's a guild reaper, but, uh, uh, you know, Jess the Reaper. I mean, I, I figured you oh. knew. Like, that was literally her nickname. Well, um, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, if she got snatched by Klein Tech, I don't know. Like, maybe there was some sort of deal happening or something that didn't go right. Uh, 
that's pretty messed up. Uh, I'll give you any help I can, because I, I, you know, she still owes me a date, so, uh, yeah. Um, maybe wait on that date. Yeah, Monday's, like, clenching and unclenching his hand there. Miller kind of puts an arm around Monday's shoulder, and he's like, you know, maybe now's not the time to mention that. Maybe we should focus on getting her, making sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, of course. Uh, Also, she's, you know, she's kind of like a friend of mine, you know? So, I mean, it's like a favorite. Whatever you need, it's on Patches Rolo. You got me, okay? Okay, but on that note, I got a customer, so can you guys get out of here? I'm going to just go check on that guy. Uh, Text me whatever you need, okay? And then he rushes off without even, like, checking on you. Uh, At the same time, Tuck is definitely in a dream, like, machine, like, kind of, like, moving a little bit more than you'd think because you're not supposed to move in these things but he's still like kind of moving a little yeah he seems to be having a ball uh i probably wouldn't leave him but it would be funny i'm unplugging him are you are you like you deserve some nausea too yes (laughs) (laughs) okay okay oh you unplug him he's like like uh, your buddy and you're just doing this to him uh, Oh, oh God. Oh, what's Gotta happening? go. Gotta go. So, Come on. And he like rolls over and he just on, Ralphs players. right on your shoes for sure. Uh, he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. So, oh, I don't know what is uh, happening to me. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, why did this happen? I, I was, I felt so cool. Now I feel like crap. Tuck. What? Do you need a fresh mint? <laughs> yes. Okay, let's get going. Uh, okay, boss. Uh, and he, like, eats, like, the whole bag of mints. So what is your plan of action here? I think you do recall you're obviously carrying around an incredibly valuable thing with you. Uh, You look around, I think, for a moment, and then you see it's in, like, in a Macy's bag that Tuck had, had next to him, and it's, like... You guys have wrapped the the head in a box to make it look m- less conspicuous. How long have we been carrying this damn thing around? Uh, like two days? Three days? This seems like a little bit too long to be carrying anyone's disembodied head around. Uh, I definitely agree with that statement. All right, we gotta yeah, take- Yeah, but, oh. but, but girlfriend. But right, Monday's right, right. girlfriend. No, no, I, I wasn't disagreeing with that. I just, this feels weird is all, you know, it feels weird. Maybe right. just think of him as the fifth member. Nope. Sure. I'm not going to do that. Like if anybody finds out that you have it, like they're going to try and kill you and take it. Like, you know that much, like you've got friends but there's definitely the the majority of the people living in Neon City are super out for themselves and ditching a couple of bodies down the fog is like no big deal for a lot of people. You know, there's still jail time and there are cops trying to like solve crimes, but man, it's hard to solve some of these crimes. You know what I mean? Well, how long would it take if we were to set up a meeting with Blaine and just be like, here, take this head. I don't know what you want to do with it. Well, you know, you could potentially like try to work it so that your debts are wiped or something like that. Like this head is probably the most valuable thing you've ever had possession of, which is also why everybody wants it. 
We also might be able to use it to get information and possibly even help to get into Kleintech and get Jess out. True. You could trade it to Kleintech for Jess. I like it. Okay. The question is, does this seem like a good idea? Are you asking the keeper? Or are you asking? <laughs> I'm kind of asking everyone, including the keeper here. <laughs> well, out of character, I think it would be very, very interesting to see what happens. If you tell the Tannis Blaine that you have the head. Yep. I, yeah. I would like to see what happens with that. Maybe not okay. mention that we have the head. We're not supposed to know that it's a head. We're just supposed to know that it's a True. very valuable package. Project Icarus. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, oh, we have the head. Shit, they know. Kill them. Yeah, exactly. Kill you or wipe your memories back to childhood, Back to right? babby time. <laughs> Let's set up a meeting with Blaine. With Tannis Blaine. The octahedron sort of like subtly runs the peacekeepers, you know, but there's like a mayor and like the peacekeepers sort of protection department and all of those sort of systems in place. But like from what you've gathered, the information you've gathered, like the spires, you already know it all kind of trickles down from the spires. But now you have like this sense of like this grand design of like fewer people. You're like, okay, it's not like necessarily a government. It There's like people even above that. Basically the puppet masters rather than the puppets. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So you pull up your eye brace and, you know, with a simple email to the guild's office uh, directed towards Tannis Blaine, send an email. What does it say in the email? I feel like we could be like cutesy about it. Like, you know, um, we can help you get ahead. <laughs> um, yeah. Something like reaching for the sun. Right, I, I don't know. Some sort of innuendo that would imply that we have Project Icarus. You can also encrypt your email if you want to try and keep it from like more prying eyes. If that's something you want to do, you can roll a hack it, fix it or wreck it. Why not both? We'll code it and then encode it. Yep. Sure. Doc will uh, encode the email. All yeah, right. Oh, man. That's great. Um, oh, no. I a five. What? And oh. I, get to, I get to pick one. I feel like, well, something's leaking uh, would not be applicable. I feel like information is leaking off. is information, dude. Something is leaking? Yes, information. It, yeah. Yeah, you send the, the message and you think you did a good job in encoding it. Yeah. I did good. <laughs> and a few minutes later, you get an email back and the email is from Tannis Blaine's assistant entourage named Casanova. And he says, I had a very interesting weekend myself. Thank you for sharing. It would be great if we could meet up and get those burns looked at. And it's signed Casanova. The reply should be something along the lines of, sounds like a plan. Where would you like to meet up? Yeah, that's what Doc says. That happens. It's uh, pretty quick. And you get an address. Uh, the address is a place within the same district as the guild, which we didn't really, I think, establish what district the guild is in. Let's see. I feel like the guild would be in a prominent building. Okay, then there's guild halls all over, though. They have, like, a really gaudy, like, gold 
facade. So it's just like the urgent care clinics, but instead of like a big white, you know, sign with a red X to let you know that it's medical, it's just this big gaudy golden sort of emblem. And you are told to meet near one of these. And I think if you guys had right there, then you'll know what will happen. Yeah. So you guys get there with uh, pretty much no problem that you can tell. And uh, after a few minutes, a limo pulls up and the door opens and inside the limo, the back of the limo, uh, you're greeted by Casanova. He looks uh, exactly like clear, like spitting image, except for maybe his hairstyle is a little bit different. He's got the, the hair where it sweeps over on one side, but it's still like a light silvery kind of white hair. And then the the half that's uh, exposed is kind of shaved, but with like cool little designs designed in. And then he's wearing these gold sort of earrings and this gold neck loops that are kind of like a necklace, but it fills like his whole sort of neck. He's wearing a stark white, beautiful suit with gold embroidery, which you know is indicative of a guild member. And he opens the door and he's like, hello, thank you for reaching out. Please come in and let us check your burns. Monday is going to kind of glance over at uh, Clarence and then kind of use his key to try and figure out where Clear is and kind of glance at them. Can you do that? I mean, it would make sense that Clear's, you know, being a psychic manifestation would give off energy and Key kind of lets him to an extent kind of detect that. If you don't have that already, I probably wouldn't say you can just do that, but definitely as a level up, because one of the things you could have picked was being able to sense your surroundings using your key. Okay, he'll glance where he thinks clear might be. He is off by like a foot. Yeah, <laughs> it was very intuitive, though. Yeah. So you guys see this. Are you getting in? What, what are you doing? Uh, can I do a quick mind read of him? Yeah. You want to try and read this guy's mind? Yes. Okay. Ten. Oh, that's not too bad. Yep. What secrets are they hiding? And... What do they intend to do? I think what happens is as you try to read this mind, you hear, that's very unprofessional. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> I don't know what you mean. I'm just being careful. I'm not an idiot after all. It's very rude to pierce the veil of another's mind. How would you like it? You can go ahead and try, sweetheart. Okay. Uh, roll brains. We'll see how this goes. <laughs> so. Ted. Okay. So you can still try to ask your questions if you want. Uh, you know for sure he's going to know that you were peeking, but that is something you could do. I'm going to do it. Okay. <laughs> It's really strange as you start to peer into his mind, you find yourself like in a maze and it's very hard to navigate immediately. Like, what does he intend to do? He intends to drive you to meet up with Tannis Blaine. Uh, he doesn't seem to, you know, harbor any feelings of ill will towards you or any feelings really at all. In fact, he is strangely blank of all emotions. And I think maybe that's the secret that's hiding here is you feel like there is something both genetically 
about his brain, but also there might be something technical kind of influencing what you're able to sense and feel with him. Okay. So once I am done with that, I say, thank you for your cooperation. I feel it only fair that I give you something in return. Uh, Equivalent exchange after all. Basically it's back in, um, we were out in the desert and there was this thing that was uh, stealing people, right? And trying to eat them. And then uh, Clarence uh, got in a fight with it and at one point pulled it straight up out of the ground. This big desert siren. Yeah, it was a tasty like underground worm thing with a giant mouth. And it used uh, psychic hallucinations to make whatever your greatest desire was appear before you right above it so that you'd walk right in and and then it'd be like delicious. So you ripped that thing out of the ground in this memory. What is the effect you're trying to get here? I think you could actually even roll sway someone with a plus one. Okay. Because I'm like trying to say, it's like, see, I'm showing my secrets too. By showing my most coolest moment because I'm trying to intimidate him a little bit. Yeah. That's what I thought was happening. I didn't add a plus one, but okay. it's an eight. Still seven to nine. Uh, I think you're just trying to get him to be in a position of intimidated from you. He doesn't seem to have any feelings, but it seems like logically he he understands that you're powerful and he doesn't want to mess with you. You get that vibe. All right, please uh, come in. I'm glad we're on such level ground here, especially after reaching for the sun. I think uh, Monday, because of his somewhat familiarity with Clear, he's going to kind of pat the guy on the shoulder. He kind of looks at you strangely because you're touching him and he sort of backs off a little bit. So once you're all in the car, the door closes and you guys start to move. Do you do anything while you wait? Do you want to ask anything? Did you guys bring Tuck with you? Yes, I brought Tuck. Okay, so it's Silent Monday, Clarence, Dr. Miller and Tuck are all back in the back of this limo as well as, you know, various ghosts and and parasites. Yes. And a head. And we're kind of a crew. Yeah, kind (laughs) of a crew. The head is an important part of the crew. (laughs) Doc is just going to be absorbing the details of his environment, but he's mostly going to stay quiet as he holds the head in the Macy's bag or whatever we decided to use. Yeah. I'm going to say Monday is going to take this opportunity to meditate. Yeah, roll it. Nine. Okay, so you guys are in the the vehicle. Uh, Monday, you're meditating. Clarence, what are you doing? Well, I was kind of expecting everybody else to, like, be talking to Casanova here. But since (laughs) they're not, Clarence will start feeling kind of nervous and will say, So... Do you like uh, chess? Chess, a strategy game with multiple pieces. King, queen, pawn, rook, knight. Um, yes. Uh, what's your favorite strat? I always open up from the right. I prefer to use the Amblin counter gambit to crush all of my enemies. Oh, I, I, I just like doing castling moves. I, I, I guess I'm simple that way. 
That sounds like a great strategy. Are you making fun of me? Yeah, I think he's making fun of you. No. Uh, I am mm. sorry. Is that what it seems like? I do not have the capacity to make fun. All right, whatever. Just get uh, this fair, over with. fair enough. Um, I'm thinking mentally to clear. What is this guy's deal? Are you all like this? Um, yes. Well, we all have strangely mutated brains and some kind of chip. So there's not a whole lot we can do. We're kind of like walking robots with powers. It's, it's not that great. That's why when you gave me the offer to explore a different reality or version of our reality, I thought that was a great offer. Great. How can I turn off the ship? I don't know how to do that without killing him. You'd have to be able to somehow pass through his skin and not damage him or something. Like for telekinesis? No. No, it would have to be something much more organic. Tell me, Casanova. Why Casanova? What do you mean, why Casanova? Why is that your name? Well, because my master did not want to call me CL5540N4. Well, you do know what a Casanova is. They're somebody who's rather flirtatious. Yes, I did not pick this. Well, even if you didn't pick it, I mean, it's your name. I mean, surely it evokes a feeling. I suppose it provokes a feeling, if I had feelings. I think you have feelings. Don't you? Technically, Casanova was Giacomo Casanova, an Italian adventurer and author in the Republic of Venice, a state that has not existed for hundreds of years. What's an Italian? A country that used to exist upon the planet that we are currently operating called Earth. You know that. Oh, I know an Italian. That's a bread. I always wondered what that was from. I always wondered, who's this Italian guy? But country, country. That's that's rather disappointing. Yes. Okay. Okay. When you see me, what do you think? You are a client, a single touch point, and an interaction for my master, whom I must bring from point A to point B, and protect should anything befall you. But I also look a little bit like you. We're both espers, after all. Yes. <laughs> Good talk. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, does he just say yes? <laughs> he does just say yes. Well. And... Just to be clear, anything you're thinking is definitely within earshot of Casanova. Like, he can hear your thoughts with no problem. Can I use something to shield it? Yeah, I suppose you could try to face danger. Uh, with that five, you think that you're hiding really well, but you are not hiding at all. Also, uh, mark experience. I'm going to thank the doc. There's no reason to do this now, but you can just 
interface with people, right? Man, that still kind of wigs me out. What do you mean interface? He says, obviously putting the air quotes without bringing his fingers up. I don't, I don't quite follow. You've got a symbiote, my dude. You can do weird things. What do you need me to do? He's got a ship in him. For now, that might not be a problem, but I kind of don't want him to have a ship in him. That feels wrong. Well, it also feels wrong to reach inside someone's skin and take something out of them without their permission. I'm sorry, did he put his own chip into his own brain? Wait a second. How could you reach into my brain and pull out my chip? So that's it for this episode of Dust World Neon City. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to check out our mailing list and our website, therpgempire.com, where you can connect with us, get merch, and even download games. Talk to you soon. Remember, play on.